This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Sometimes common sense prevails. Now I get it. I never connected to Terry Redland's art until last weekend. His well-known prints would often depict scenes like cornfields near sloughs with geese landing on the water, maybe a combine running at night. There was farming in them, but it never felt like home. I traveled up through north-central South Dakota and south-central North Dakota last weekend on my way to Dickinson, North Dakota. I'd never been through that country before. It is pond, cornfield, slough, cornfield, wetland, soybean field, slough, pasture, cornfield, wetland in random order. No wonder the Redland Gallery is in Watertown, South Dakota. His prints reflect his territory. They were not as far along with the harvest up there. There was steam coming from a corn dryer. The crops in that region showed a lot of water damage from spring with barren headlands, ponding, and very uneven stands. I've noted that they should have taken prevent plant, and I'll bet that when they run the combine through some of these acres, they will not get much, and their mistake of not electing for prevent plant stings. We did not need the extra two-plus million corn acres that got planted this year. When traveling further west in North Dakota, I was both surprised at how much corn was planted in western North Dakota and how good that corn looked. I talked to a rancher out there who said he had a good year after a couple of years of drought, and he thought the corn out there would set record yields. Maybe a smaller population, but otherwise it looked like Iowa corn. Sometimes common sense prevails. What I wrote prior to the October crop report was that if the USDA got the numbers right in September, that the weather had deteriorated after, and the crop was on a glide path to a smaller production in the October report. Crops used whatever subsoil moisture reserves that there were to finish. That is what happened, a slight reduction in yields. There are analysts who get oversatiated with data and kind of like the weathermen. Sometimes they just need to look out the window to see the weather. Most data-driven analysts overestimated this crop. I would expect the yield trend to continue on that lower glide path into the November report. USDA is loathe to show a projected soybean carryover that they cannot tweak with demand adjustments. I think that there's some rationing involved necessary to get a 220 million bushel soybean carryover. Take a bushel per acre off the corn yield next month and you're at 2 billion. Farmers made individual decisions that have a collective result. If they had not added 2 plus million acres of corn above March intentions, we would have had a sub 2 billion bushel carryover and a much better corn market. When you have the chance to take prevent plant, it is in the entire industry's best interest to take it. Further away from home, President Biden has a problem. By rights, we should be putting sanctions on Iranian oil. There will be no Hamas without Iran's support, and whether they directed the terror attack on Israel doesn't get them off the hook for responsibility. If they curtail Iran's oil sales, they will attack Gulf Oil Transit. The result is that there are potential catalysts here to cause the price of oil to go sharply vertical and the price at the pump in the United States with it. Americans support backing Israel now, but if gas is $6 a gallon at the pump, Israel will find U.S. public sentiment to be soft as mush. Americans these days do not like financial pain for any reason and will blame whoever is in the White House. So if Biden does what he needs to do with Iran, he'll pay a political price for it. Many foolish Americans just want to isolate themselves from the world despite the lessons of history that we will pay a larger price in the long run if they do so. 
What we should do is turn up the volume on U.S. petroleum biofuel production. The government should pay a premium to get new oil production directed toward refilling the strategic petroleum reserve. We have at least 500 million bushels more corn that can be crushed for ethanol, and the RFS should be used to mandate the production. Or better yet, go from an E10 ethanol standard to an E15 standard. We do not need to drill the Arctic. There's plenty of recoverable oil reserves that can be fracked to turn us into an oil exporter. We can do what we need to do with Iran if we do the things that we have it in our resources to do here. Sometimes the price of oil needs to go up for the good of the country. Some of this needs congressional leadership, and this U.S. House, even when they pick a speaker, is not going to govern. The members of this House that caused this chaos should not be rewarded with its leadership. They'll just bring on more chaos. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.